Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And we're going to be taking a look at one of those iconic issues, man. Green Lantern, Green Arrow, uh, number 85, the junkie issue. But first, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so that we can notify you when new vids are available. And that helps mitigate the kayfabe effect. Uh, what the kayfabe effect is, uh, sometimes we put a video out at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, by midday or early afternoon, those... Uh, comics that we're talking about prohibitively expensive uh don't worry this one already is uh but the people who see the video the earliest they get those first dibs on amazon ebay etc to scoop up affordable copies of, of the comics also if you watch these videos to the very end that helps push the uh content out to other uh comic book loving youtube viewers who have been uh recently uh, coming to the channel and expressing that they've just discovered the channel. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, it helps us grow our channel numbers, uh, which is also makes it possible for us to continue bringing you guys regular video content. And we are only 10% of the way to our 600,000 uh, subscriber base that we uh, were shooting from from the uh, very beginning. Jimmy, can we talk about Speedy the Ward? Yeah, man, let's talk about this freaking cover first. I love that it's it's like Color Theory 101 with their use of, of red to really pop against Green Lantern and Green Arrow. So the important parts, you know, junkie, truth about drugs, drugs, uh, you know, popping off that page and speedy, of course, in your foreground in that bright red. Comics Code Authority stamp on yes. this thing. And I mean, this is... This is hardcore drugs. This is not smoking pot, you know, is a hippie or something. Like, I mean, that's that's a whole kit sitting there on the front of the cover. The total works, right? Like, yeah, make <laughs> sure you have your cotton to dab the impurities and all that, man. And that is, like, stolen from a hospital hypodermic needle, man. I'd, I've never seen such a well-drawn hypo. It's pretty serious stuff. And, and a sidekick, Speedy being the guy involved, like, they're really going for it with this. <laughs> Speedy is a heroin junkie. It's like uh, when you have those mob bosses who are three feet tall and their name is Mr. Big. That's right. You wonder <laughs> if it was inevitable that he was going to go down the wrong path. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, it wasn't meth out back then, man? You know, get something that amps you up a touch. <laughs> it reminds me, too, of uh, Rick Veach's Brat Pack. Yeah, totally. Totally, man. Uh, artist New Adams, man. So I guess he's inking this gimmick himself. Yeah, I mean, this is your team that you see again and again in these DC comics, uh, 70s DC Neil Adams joints, Denny O'Neill writing often, and Julia Schwartz editor frequently. So, kind of a power team. Snowbirds don't fly, man. That's that's a that's a term that is lost to the ages, man. Snowbird. Yeah, I'm so old. I think of snowbirds as like uh, people that go to Florida for the winter. Exactly. <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. The best way to support the channel is to pick up some of our comics. So right now, available in comic shops everywhere is Ed Piscor's Red Room. The Antisocial Network collects season one of Red Room, four issues, plus a lot of great bonus material. Trigger Warnings, the second season of Red Room, is in stores everywhere now. The first two issues, possibly three by the time you see this video, are out there wherever comics are sold, banned in 23 countries and 11 comic shops. But they will track these down for you if you ask them, if they don't already have them hidden behind the, can behind the counter in a brown paper bag. Also available from Ed Piscor is WYSIWYG, Portrait of a Serial Hacker, A History of Computer Hacking, X-Men Grand Design, three oversized treasury size editions of the X-Men story, kind of a biography of one of Marvel's best-selling characters, the X-Men, and what started the entire Grand Design tradition, and Hip Hop Family Tree, a non-fiction historical account of hip-hop. 
available in four oversized volumes and two beautiful boxed sets. My latest comics available in comic shops everywhere. Hulk Grand Design Monster with some beautiful variant covers. Peach Momoko, Ed Piscor, Marcos Martin. And now Hulk Grand Design Madness. Again with some beautiful variant covers by Jeff Darrow, Ed McGinnis, and of course my classic version. Telling 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, written, drawn, colored, lettered by me. Also available, The Plain Janes with Cecil Castellucci, the first young adult graphic novel. And available from Image Comics, Street Angel, and several oversized hardcover collections, again like the treasury size. These are available wherever you buy comics and books. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. Once again, I'm feeling like uh, New Adams has some influence on this color, Jimmy. Call me crazy, because because you see modeling here, you see blue on the eyes, you see that like chocolate brown that's subtle. That is one of the things that he talked about, like helping to bring to the game by having like extra twenty five percent yellow or something like that. Yeah, there's so much stuff that Neil Adams kind of fought for, made noise about, changes to the industry. Color is one of them. I can't remember if it was Marvel or DC, but one of them had this twenty five percent yellow and one didn't, and so of course stir up some trouble and let the other one know they're missing it. Why Why does Marvel have this and we don't, or vice versa? And you see it in a panel like that. So it feels like different than a regular comic book coloring job, which is what makes me think Neil Adams must have had some influence on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, the stillness of this image is, is so powerful. Seeing that shadow like really helps it out and allowing the white of the paper to, to sort of do do the talk and I, I feel like a colorist wouldn't feel right about doing that I agree and it really does pop I mean look it's a shadow it's a silhouette it's black on white you're not going to make it pop more than black on white and you also don't often see like this kind of uh, warm like gr green blue color uh, in in these old comics at all yeah absolutely I mean it's it's again part of the reason this does not look like what I think of as a comic book from the 70s. <laughs> This is so funny. And this is like that, like, um, Kitty Genovese moment of, of the issue where this dude got shot in the chest with a crossbow and is just like looking for help. And everybody's like, get the F out of here. Even the cop. Yeah. Go home and sleep it off, fella. Yeah. So that, so, so implying that, that Oliver Queen is, is on the heroin or something himself in the moment. Like the cop seen it all. Yeah. Just another junkie. But the dude got a quiver in his, in his heart. <laughs> has to walk his own punk ass to the emergency room and it's still not yeah, getting we're very busy <laughs> yeah it's still not getting any love maybe this is the move man this is what you got to do if you want some quick service just pass out on the lady taking your your records yeah it's a dark dark two pages right there they're laying it on thick uh, that, that's, purple that's, uh, i don't know what purple prose equivalent is in art but that's what we're seeing here pur purple visuals you know, melodrama this is pantomime stage stuff will eisner would be proud it is cool how many silent panels there are yeah i really appreciated that reading this uh this week was again atypical in my mind of a 70s comic look at that view dude mm -hmm. that is hard as hell to draw i think people have lifted that ever since <laughs> He was not afraid to give you that up the nose shot. One thing I wondered, like in every issue of Green Lantern, does he have to say this poem? That's, 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 that's a mouthful, man, right? Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know if he has to sing his, his little uh, song or not. Also, by the way, like you make fun of the Superman tights, right? But there is a function to it because it helps sell the 3D of the figure. And it also like clothes a naked man because th with this 
green light, like, that's a naked dude. <laughs> right? Sure. I think you could level this at a lot of costumes. Totally. From, from the Silver Age. The dudes hanging out in their costumes, going down their apartment stairs. It's so pro wrestling. It is. I got to admire Green Arrow for uh, not letting this this bad wing slow him down. For sure, man. Like, like it's the the quiver that got plucked in his chest is from him. And I like this little storytelling part that's done in dialogue. Denny O'Neill being a little bit observant, where he's saying stuff like, "You know, I left I left these quivers all over the city. You know, like." while I was doing jobs and stuff. So it's not crazy to think that somebody picked it up. And then you think about that. It does feel a little irresponsible, leaving your, your arrows around all over the place. Yes. See lawn darts. I had a friend in school that had a, a slat, like a scar under his eye, and it was from an arrow, <laughs> uh, playing with arrows. Because <laughs> they're razor sharp, like a hunting arrow. <laughs> not something to be thrown back and forth and my, play catch with. My, my cousin, man, he got a blowgun for Christmas and tradition. We always went over his house on, on Christmas, man, compared toys and whatnot. And we got bored blowing those fucking darts into just a cardboard box. And of course we started blowing it straight up into the air. One of them got, uh, got lost on the roof in the, in the gutters. And when we came in, we tried to be slick and just like take it back up. And uh, his dad wanted to grab the blowgun show to my dad and was like, why is, one of the darts missing had to reveal man that it's up on the roof and he's like all right you're done <laughs> like you don't get to have this anymore dude those darts were so easy to lose i had a blowgun <laughs> it's impossible to keep track of all the darts it's the roof thing that was the troublesome issue the idea of like little kids shooting that stuff straight up in the in the sky i had two types of darts one had like a round back on it and uh -huh. it was kind of a little bit of a blunt front yeah the other one was like a triangle back almost like the ferrules on a on an arrow and it was a sharp one. Yeah, that's and the man, one. And you could put that thing into walls and yeah. stuff yeah. pretty far. Yeah, it's like a real thin, like a little needle, like a hypodermic. Yes. Yeah, that's the one, man, that, that was up there. Got our junkie dude going to Mr. Dealer, who's also, I guess, like the landlord or something like that. By the way, Green Green uh, Green Lantern giving Green Arrow a hard time for where he lives. <laughs> I like seeing this kind of, you know, that's black and white media, that screen screen, right? screen yeah, on his yeah, face there. absolutely it's pretty cool to see that and it works well with the like the mono color of a panel like that you it know does. if you were full coloring him that might be a little bit too much but in one color it looks really good you no know, adams has experience too with with the um mechanical color set process so that could be dicey having like this pebbly texture mm -hmm. with the dot pattern of a color separation but done it before it's another one of those things that he brings to comics is that kind of uh, mechanical reproduction things that were being done in illustration and other printing other parts of the printing industry but weren't really being done in comics neil adams brings all those tricks in now this is 1971 this is before batman this is before x-men all, all that stuff so he's playing it a little bit safe with the with the with the panel layouts and, and and things like you know he becomes known more and more for for playing around with that stuff but doing some really cool formal stuff that you just have never seen in a comic uh he's got that tender wing uh this bad guy punches him right in it and we sell we sell the harm we sell the hurt there it's good stuff funny that uh again green lantern lets green arrow go in first with his bad arm <laughs> <laughs> high contrast photo mm -hmm. for this background detail right there 
that feels like another one of those illustration, a contemporary illustration printing technique to like, let's bring this in. This is the page where we have uh, some motivations for why these guys are hooked on the hair on. As they're playing with like really dangerous weaponry. It is interesting uh, seeing comics try to do something like drug issues. Yeah. I feel like they're pretty serious about it. You know, there's not a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek, winking at the audience kind of stuff. Like, it's it's pr it's an interesting story. It held up much better than I would have expected a, one of the early comic drug stories to hold up. Yeah, still still a boys comic, uh, as, sort of as it should be. You know, like if you're an adult looking for uh, some 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 anti-drug talk, maybe maybe Green Arrow comics and Green Lantern comics ain't the place to go. But you have this character cloaked in shadow right here. He's the important guy. This is one of those things where you got to sell these things by the by the cover. So we already know what's happening, but whatever. See him from the back, all that stuff. But then when the good guys show up, they're like, "Oh, Speedy," and and they're and like Green Green Arrow. He's adult. He does not uh, give Speedy, doesn't cut him any slack. But he also thanks him, like, yeah, cool, man. So you, you've been you've been following these guys and working undercover. Good, <laughs> good work, chum. <laughs> and doesn't give the kid a chance to say anything. And there he is shaking. Got the DTs for a hot minute. I think this is supposed to be a, a messed up dude hanging out at the airplane, like the airplane hangers. It's funny too it's like pieces right like we're we're at the airport right we're bringing drugs in and out you know it's kind of like what would become cliches in how many movies and like every 80s drug every, movie every canon film right every it's issue of punishment airports and docks and then like imagine like you know like when, when they started to discover some of that stuff like how you know this shit was coming in on like military coffins and stuff that's really wild, having the rhinoceroses in the foreground. I don't know if that's a paperweight or what those things are, but no, you wouldn't have to have them there. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, just like, this page needs something. Yeah, probably like available reference right there, bust out that artograph projector right quick. Because that's like one of the things I know Adams would do, man. I know some people that worked at uh, Continuity when they were young, and they're like iconic Superman shots that uh, that Neil Adams like took took from Muscle Magazines. Hit, hit it with that autograph projector, trace off the, 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 the main construction, but then you do your own thing with it. It becomes like you sort of collage from photos, and then you make it a Neil Adams piece in the ink. Mm -hmm. Love all the shadowy night stuff, too. Incredible lighting. Incredible lighting here, man. Lots of black on the page. Mm -hmm. You get one good solid shadow on each one. Yeah, and then whenever you do see like a green lantern power or something it really lights everything up that yellow pops oh, and this is where they dump some bags in the nasal passages of our heroes it's dark stuff man almost like chandler right like that that lighting is incredible the posing is i great. see so much frank miller in this stuff absolutely and i don't think of those guys as similar but there's so many like almost storytelling conventions that i see in, in miller from here our guys did a, did a good job, so they each get some spider bags. Both smiling. <laughs> Here comes Speedy again. That looks like a love scene. <laughs> I like these kinds, whenever you see him doing this more restrained, like 
eight, nine panel grid kind of pages. Pretty neat. I mean, it's almost like uh, Alex Raymond. Yeah, it's very straightforward, but also in some cases where he's most interesting, I think. How about that weight on that tire as, as, as the, uh, the car is turning? Like, like that's something that you observe, like, oh, see French Connection, and you see the, those kinds of things, man. But, but now you're applying that to drawing. That's, that's strong stuff. And, and, and guess what? This implies motion, and the wheels are still on the ground. Right? Yes. That's, that's, that's some dope shit. Very impressive, but, I mean, this is the dope shit. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that's so wild. It's a shame that has to be a right-hand page, not a left, but wow. some fun drawing absolutely it's a good idea to like figure out how to get our heroes high from from just purely storytelling if you're like we're gonna do a drug issue that's a great idea totally we see a little bit of it here where he's almost drawing in a different line weight and stuff you know for for like that hallucinating visions whatever's happening there um and throughout his work like as we were looking at different neil adams stuff this week i kept noticing like he would channel almost like different line yeah. qualities for different elements gotta pay the bills and get back to the comics <laughs> i feel like even on this part yeah like even on this part when the kid is totally like passive aggressively using like pronouns to explain why somebody might get hooked on the heroin like Cap uh, green arrow is still like oh yeah good story i'm touched here's here's, here's my fingers playing the smallest violin and it doesn't take until a couple panels later for uh, us to get our cover image i always liked in comics when you get like a different version of the cover image like like in a panel yeah it's, it reminds me of like in a movie whenever they say the movie's title totally. somewhere in the dialogue totally <laughs> But there it is, dude. Now, now Mayor Lindsay's got to go send a, a letter to uh, DC Comics uh, thanking them, man. I, I believe this comes out not too far after the uh, the Gil Kane Stanley uh, trilogy of issues uh, from Spider Man that did not have the Comics Code Authority, and times have changed, you know. So like, it became approved. Stan and and Marvel they broke down that wall by uh by making by doing that comic book made it a little easier for this to see the light of day and to get praise from the mayor of new york city yeah a letter published in the next issue of this from the mayor uh talking about way to cover a very serious topic in, in your comics it's uh it's interesting that's the last panel because if you don't know the cover or don't know the story it would have been such a big revelation you know yeah. it would have been shocking and they kind of write the story that way makes me wonder if they got this approved by the comics code authority and then we're like this has to be the cover image because they don't even show the needle uh you know on our cliffhanger panel right whereas on the cover it's like that's part of what we're selling yeah you know it's very sensational and i get why you would put that on a cover but it does undermine the story the, right exactly yeah yeah like uh their, their job is to, like we need to sell this to you. Enjoy the comic all you want, but we need you to buy it first. Yeah, reading about these, um, I guess they didn't sell well. Yeah. All of this run of social, socially conscious uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. So, yeah, they had to do whatever they could to try to sell it, and, and ultimately doesn't work, but uh, certainly hold has a legacy over time. That's got to be Bernie Wrightson, huh? Looks like it. Pretty fucking sick. And, I mean, this is Green Lantern before Neil Adams comes into the game, so... There it is, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him draw like the uh, 
weird alien with a marijuana leaf head. <laughs> Surprised that's not a book now. <laughs> Super fun to crack these suckers open. Uh, these have been on the list for a very, very long time uh, to do as episodes of Cartoonist Kayfabe and uh, just Neil Adams and his contributions to the comic book medium. Uh, you can't help but have all this this stuff in in your mind, man. And it's fun to kind of sit with you, Jimmy, and talk about this stuff and, ce and celebrate the guy. Yeah, and I would point out to people watching this if if they haven't seen it before. Warren Bernard had this run and brought it in. We kind of do like a cover look and and look inside a couple of these issues. But for more like Green Lantern, uh, Neil Adams stuff, we do have another video where we kind of look at the full run, uh, at least from the cover standpoint. So worth checking out, you know, as we think about Neil Adams and his contribution. And and this is one of the significant titles. In his on his resume rest in peace new adams we will never forget you jimmy you good to go yes k fabers like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available what's out there man hulk grand design monster and hulk grand design madness are both in comic shops now while supplies last hopefully you have a good comic shop that has these in stock pick those up it's a retelling of the 60-year history of the incredible hulk in one large story almost like a biography that i am writing drawing lettering so it's uh you know, a different version of the Incredible Hulk, at least a little bit different. I am trying to pay pay my respects to the great artists that have come before and made that book what it is. And uh, join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings, issue number one, two, and potentially three are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Banned in 28 countries, banned in 10 comic shops. You can't find these comics out in the wild? Go to my link tree in the description below this video. It'll take you to the Fantagraphics website where you can order and pre-order Red Room comics or hit up my Patreon. You can read the comics today. Uh, go uh, to patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks will get you the archive and I put new strips up every Tuesday. Well over 200 pages worth of uh, Red Room comics up there as we speak. Also, we have out there, Jim. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, given those merchandise orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.